Uh, Sloan, do you have the uh, questions? So I have a platypus, a jackal, and a shrew in this room with me. Which one am I? I am, let's see. I have a tail and a dragon. I I guess I'm the platypus. I think I'm the jackal then. Yes. I love this process of elimination. (laughs) (laughs) On the shoulders of giants, 20 burning questions. Uh... (laughs) And then at the end, we figure out what the true answer is. That's how 20 questions is, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of a I'm thinking of a mineral. Uh, <laughs> um, that's a weird like it has to play with like enemy. a person a person, an animal or a mineral? Yeah. Uh or animal ve- animal, vegetable or mineral. I haven't huh. played twenty questions in literal years. I've never played twenty questions. <laughs> I've observed simple cultural machines. Like yeah, I wasn't allowed <laughs> video games as a child, and neither were a lot of my friends, so uh, it didn't so leave us with many. Twenty questions isn't a video game. Yeah, surprisingly. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You played twenty questions because you didn't have video games. Yep. Sloan, are you still there? Yes. I was like, mm, uh, 75% sure you couldn't hear me, so I just did that. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I heard you very quietly, I think, maybe. Eh. But people just keep talking. I'm All sorry. Little shatter chatter boxes. <laughs> I never talk to uh. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Roll Dice and Cry, the actual play podcast where we answer questions and don't cry for once. Maybe. I'm personally always crying. crying. I'm also good crying. Uh, (laughs) I'm always crying. Get on my level. Hello. Today is, at the time of recording, it is December 8th, 2018. It is... Four days, five days before you will hear the final episode of On the Shoulders of Giants. And Good riddance, really am I right? <laughs> this shit. Um, yeah. But we have... Um, we're, we're doing like a, a post-mortem thing. We're doing uh, 20 questions. We, 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 we requested questions from all sorts of fo- from folks from all across the world. Uh... I mean, we just asked the listeners, but like, there's a lot of you, um, <laughs> and we got a lot of questions, uh, and we got we got a lot of questions, but we pared it down to twenty. Oh, also, my name is Zachary Fredrickson. You can find me on Twitter at Office Getting God. Uh, it's been a while since we did introductions, so I'm not used to them. But today, I am joined by Emily Respeck. Uh Hi, I'm Emily. I prob- you probably know that I play Zara. Find me on Twitter. at at Blue Valkyrie, read my webcomic of the same name in spring 2020, buy my book, but that's a while away, so mark it on your calendars now. Hey! hey. I have it marked firmly. I'm so excited. I'm also joined by Nikita. 
Uh, hi, I am uh, Nikita, also uh, Chander. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at ChanderClear, and I play my boy Ford. Uh, additionally, Mari Costa. Hi, I'm Mari. I play Radiant. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Marinskos, and you can read my webcomic. It's perrytale.com. And last but certainly not least, Sloan. Uh, hello, I'm Sloan, and that is my name, and I play Adeline. And my Twitter is, I changed it, and, so now it's underscore Sloan Zone. Yay. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said follow Sloan at, on Twitter at FC on an interlude recently. That's okay. Uh, and I was wrong. I, I kept FC. It's, yeah. it's, so if you go there, you will still find me. Nice. Yes. Sloan Zone is a good Twitter name. Sloan Zone. Sloan. Yes. Um. So I yeah we got a lot of questions uh, and I'm kind of just going to bounce around this this list. Um, so it's, uh, we got a lot of questions for a lot of folks. But before I start uh, uh, doing listener questions, I'd like to ask if any of you have questions for me or each other. Hmm. Uh, Probably should have prompted yeah, you us to this this earlier, uh. <laughs> so that we could think about so it. So, on the document that I listed all of the questions in, if you remember, the very first thing I said was questions from the cast. I wrote that on the document. And nobody yeah. filled. Nope, yeah, no, nobody. That we all read very carefully. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, yeah. Nobody wrote anything in it. But I assumed I had a read. Anything that isn't on Discord is just gone. From my <laughs> mind. I'm an English major. I don't read. Um, I'm in art school. I haven't read a book in 50 years. Um, okay, I do want to know, at one point, Kevin turned from a joke that I was really insistent on into a character who was going to show up. Um, Fairly early, probably. God bless. Uh, there, I mean... <laughs> I mean, a lot of those questions, a lot of those jokes from the beginning, from the from episode zero, like became things, right? Yeah. Fantasy Skrillex is a thing. <laughs> um, Kevin is a thing. Long uh, legs man. Long legs man. Oh my god. Long man is extremely important. Is extremely important within the mythos of the endless sea. <laughs> um, so not, yeah, not like. I didn't write it down until uh, a little bit before. Uh, like, like that was I wrote that when I started writing the front for that episode for that arc. Uh-huh. Uh When I that was when I decided that Kevin was going to be there oh, and God that he bless. was like a most a mostly decent dude. Um, but yeah, I it didn't take long. I like Ford's thoughts on the people that he knew before he was Ford. Um, we're very vehement. We're very what? Vehement. Yeah. Is that how very... you pronounce it? Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? Or or vehement? I thought vehement? it was like vehement. I don't know what. Vehement. Yeah. Vehement I've said... is, I believe, correct. Oh, I thought the I was, H was I... silent. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, whoa, wait. You know what isn't silent? Me. Um, <laughs> okay. Um... We'll see. Vehement. We'll see about that. Okay, vehement. I was close. Vehement. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, Ford had had very strong feelings about the people that he was yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, people like it was a rough time in his life, and I figure, and I thought about how you tend to enlarge 
or you how you can possibly enlarge problems and and like like petty things can get bigger in time uh if you if you are looking at them with a resentful hindsight yeah no it's it's very good it's just that kevin started out as like a joke literally based on like some post i saw somewhere and mm. the moment he showed up I'm, i was like well um i'm in love now this is this is this is great i think it helped i think you drawing him helped okay oh, uh, make me like decide to like make him a thing okay um, yeah that's that was the only question i had okay does anybody else have a question uh, who's your favorite you NPC? Ask- yeah. Who's your that's favorite child? NPC congeniality that's- contest. <laughs> that's one of the questions yeah. someone else asked. Oh, shit. It is. Yeah, so it we'll is. save that one. Will, I, yeah, I have, we'll kind of have one. a question. Um, and I, this is, it's going to sound like I'm putting everybody else on blast, but mm-hmm. um, I'm actually kind of interested in hearing everybody's thoughts, which is, why is it that after, why is it after all this time that some people are still hesitant to trust Zara? Like, I feel like I I do feel mm. like there's a little still of like distrust there, and I I think that's pretty interesting. I'm wondering like what the it is really is. interesting. Uh, Adeline started um, in a t- um, place think... of deep distrust, and I feels like she's come leaps and bounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's we went on a little mini adventure this time. We that's did. Fun. I, I mean, we've gotten to the point in our relationship where instead of just like 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 low key not trusting each other, we're like willing to like call each other dumb shits to our faces. So that's like that's yeah. progress. That's called growth. That's character it's, growth. It's gr- yeah, it's character growth. I think for Ford, it's that Zara seems to be willing to go to very great lengths and to ignore like some red flags for the sake of progress. And yeah, I mean that's 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 true. I think that's something that Ford himself is like getting over. You're culpable his... for that, Ford. Like you're part of that. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Like absolutely. But sometimes for Ford, at least, it goes too far, and he's like, "Wait a minute, mm. what mm-hmm. am I doing?" Plus, plus, the last big thing that Ford was made culpable in was was uh, at the point of blackmail. Hmm. <laughs> also, there's that, yeah. <laughs> you got Rizar, me there. Where Zara was like, "I will tell everybody about your past if you if you don't help me with this thing." Well, you know, you have to be sure sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you sure. have an insurance policy. I mean, listen. Uh, when when the moon comes into play, there's like no questions asked. But yep. when it comes to like actual other people, um, for a little bit more careful. Fair. Hmm. Um. Uh, I think. Yes. I mean, there hasn't been a much of a turning point for Radiant and Zara, has there been? <laughs> like we, I think one of the questions was like one thing that you wish you could have done a little bit more of, and I and so maybe we should. I should. I can talk more about that later, but I will say that I think that one thing I would like to explore, would have liked to explore more of, is that Radiant and Zara didn't really have a. They did, like I think of all of, a lot of the pairs like Radiant and Zara kind of didn't really have a lot of moments together. Yeah, I think I don't think for the time that we had that's a bad thing. It's just it didn't come up and I hope yeah, it comes yeah, up sure. like season th- 3 th- 3. Yes, that's correct. Mm. Two for, pro- yeah. 2 for Oddsog, 3 for General. Um mm. But yeah, like 
they haven't really had a like a moment yet, I don't think. So Radiant's still like, oh magic, huh? It, it will be it would it would be very interesting to see what happens if Radiant and Zara are ever like a duo on an arc. Yeah. Yeah. I think there also might be a shift because Radiant has been very adamant about like God's magic is the best magic and he doesn't have that anymore. So he's going through some shit right yeah. now. <laughs> Listen, so Ray- Radiant's been broken down. Zara just needs to build him back up. Oh, That's- no. <laughs> I, can, I can rebuild him stronger. Radiant, um, do you want robot like a... Arm. He has, he we have the technology. He's, he's in, like... He's an emulator. He's fine. It's okay. He, he do you, is fine. Listen, do you want a robot arm or not? That's fair. I do. Yeah. So we'll just take that pesky, fleshy, disgusting arm off and we'll replace it with a nice, clean, chrome robot arm. Shiny. Oh, shadow run, is can that you? you? Imagine, <laughs> can you imagine, like, okay, so Radiant, but his legs are replaced with, like, human-sized legs, so he's very tall, but his arms are still yes! very small. <laughs> Oh, like that shark from the beginning of the of the purple legs or, of the purple meadows or the purple legs. Uh, leg wow. shark, leg shark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, That's just what a lark is. That. Also, here's a secret taste into the mind of Mari. Um, when you were asking for like, oh, what kind of mutation would you like Radiant to have? I genuinely thought about making him taller just for the fun of it. <laughs> Oh, that, that would be good. good. That'd be good. <laughs> next good. time, I, next time, next next time he gets a mutation, I'll do it. I yeah, mean, hey, I mean, we can cut this out, but I mean, maybe he's been growing. Maybe he start. Maybe it wasn't an immediate oh, shit. thing. He's but tall maybe he now. He's growing. It's yeah. less no, weird for me to shift from the stuff. only short one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be this short. Adeline's not shrinking. There we go. I really want to go on an adventure with Adeline so Ford can get some fun mutations too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, I think, Sloan, you answered the question already uh, about that, that, you, that you still distrust Zara, but the fact that you distrust her less yeah, is... she's growing. Is progress. Yeah. Is growth. What's that? Growth. Growth. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I... Do do uh, Mari or Sloan have any mm. questions? Because I think I think Emily and, and Nikita both asked one. Um, not that I can think of. Not that hasn't already isn't already question from us. There, I think I'm good. Yeah, we did get a pretty comprehensive. Well, I, I thought mm. I had I thought I had highlighted some questions I did not, so I highlighted two. I hope that is okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are they on the on the they're second on list? They're on the. I don't know. There is a list. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so there's um there's there's two oh, the lists. Two. There's the the new one. Where is this new list? Uh, it's in general. Yeah, I can link Please. it again. I was just going to grab the production notes. My bad. Uh, what what color Green. did you? Oh, okay. Adeline being a bard. All right. There's one about a bard, yes. and then I'll there's put... one about magic. It has like a very uh, big yeah. bit underneath it that I didn't know if you wanted to include. Uh, I could probably cut some of that up. <laughs> yes. Uh, that magic part is. Ah, yes. At one point, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'll put yeah, I'll throw those in. 
So, so if, if we don't have any more player questions, we can roll into to listener questions. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. If I have a okay. question, it'll probably it'll come to me. Alrighty. Please, let's um, start with the first one on the list. We are going to start with the first <laughs> one on the list. From Tellers for Everyone, how the hell do you all find a time to play at the same time when you are all in different time zones? I believe <laughs> that is the true miracle of the podcast. <laughs> we don't, and Sloan wakes up at 3 a.m. <laughs> Today, my, my phone alarm broke and I slept in. Discord <laughs> fucks up literally every time we uh-huh. have to record. Sloan, yeah. um, what time do you wake up at? Because I set I set alarms for two twenty two twenty two twenty to two thirty one. Because if I hit snooze, it snoozes for ten minutes. So two twenty two thirty one, and then like eleven minutes after that, and then another eleven minutes after that. So it's like four of them, and they all scream at me okay. until I wake up. Okay. The true miracle of this podcast is Sloan. <laughs> Can I just yeah. say because. Is it, is it- is that yeah. Sloan is willing to wake up at that hour? Yeah. Um, no. Yes. The, the rest of us have relatively reasonable times. Yeah. yeah so uh, I, about... for me, it's ten a.m. For yeah. me, it's uh, ten or nine, oh. depending on time change. Yeah, eleven or noon for me. Yeah, I'm like uh, six or seven p.m. So. Right. And then Sloan, and then Sloan is the wee hours of the morning. So the way it, the way it works out is that um, with the placement of everyone, somebody has to be recording in the middle of the night. I don't mind it being me because you know I got bad sleep. I, I'm, I'm bad sleeping anyway. Who cares? <laughs> if yeah, and it, it, but Ram. yeah, it does suck. And I uh, and I I thank you every day for that. Uh, <laughs> so- it's the weekend. You I yawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank right, you, so. Sloan. Thank, Thank you, you Sloan. Sloan. <laughs> Finally recognize my suffering. Thank you, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's let's um well, I don't know. What do, what do you think on this list do you want to do next? Do we want to, I think we should we should just pick and choose as we go, so it's not just uh every mm. person at once. Do some of these cast ones, maybe from Tellers. Yeah. Just don't don't from jump tellers. around too much, or else right. we're gonna get confused. Just yeah, I'll get confused. Why we could, we I think I'm gonna yeah. highlight them as we answer them. Yeah. Why don't we alternate? Do a cast question because there's a lot of them that are just for you, so we could alternate one for cast, mm-hmm. one for you, one for cast, one for you. Yeah. Sure. sure then. Okay, so another one from Tellers uh, for the cast. One of the things I love about Dungeon World and the way that you play is that we can see the evolution of the characters in the final questions. How much of that evolution was planned? None. None of it. Absolutely none of it. Absolutely none. I thought thought Radiant was going to be like a paladin to the end of it um, because I usually do the, like... Switch thing where it's like, oh, it's a paladin, but then God is bad. But I was like, oh no, this time God is going to be good and it's going to be like super great. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like you. There's no helping some level of like imagining what might happen in the future. Yeah. But um. But I. One thing that I sort of um have come to understand as someone who's played a lot of specifically powered by the apocalypse games and run a lot of powered by the apocalypse games is that like the best laid plans you know etc mm-hmm. etc so i try sure i try to um i personally try to like 
I'll plan vaguely and maybe for like, I'll think about things, but you know, at the end of the day, I leave it up to whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I I guess, I guess, uh, as a side, um, of this, like another, another side of this coin is, uh, that I would like to know is what stuff, how, like, how have you diverged from your initial idea? Adeline's in the box now. I didn't expect that. <laughs> Surely, I mean, I expected to do some things, probably some dumb shit, but I did not expect her to be like, no bard, cancel. We'll never play again. <laughs> no, she will no play god. again. No god, no rules. <laughs> Outback Magic House. So I don't think any of Ford's evolution for me was at all planned, for sure. Um... I definitely didn't expect him to become like as much of a like as I guess as level headed as he turned out to be in some ways. And as like an oh my god, I gotta adopt everything that's gotta feed everyone and gotta help everyone and gotta make sure that everyone's like good on a certain level. I didn't expect that. Um but it happened. <laughs> nice. Um I don't know. I don't like planning stuff that much because it's always kind of um you always it's never how you think it's gonna be and sometimes it's better and sometimes you're just like ah i wish it was how i wanted it to be so i've stopped trying to plan stuff for campaigns because i like spontaneity and etc um i think what (laughs) etc and etc um the character uh (laughs) I don't know. I think for me, because it is so improv-like, the radiant in my head is never going to be the radiant that comes out on the on the podcast because it is me, Mari, the human woman, talking as him. And I have a very specific way of doing improv that is not particularly radiant, but it might be the next character that I do because I wanted to make it easier for myself maybe wink wink nudge Um, (laughs) uh, so yeah Uh, I didn't expect anything I had no expectations but I am happy with what happened all right Uh, another feature of the dungeon world I love is the bond system how often do you forget you have bonded with one another how do you use bonds as role-playing starters can I start yeah yeah um, because here's the thing. I would completely forget about the bonds if it wasn't for roll 20 and the fact that I have my character sheet up and I need to, to like roll from, um, and the bonds are like right there in front of my face, like every single game. Um, but I don't know how much the bonds like affect my role playing. I think it's, I don't so much we didn't end, like so much end up using them as like a role playing starters as like a role playing affected the bonds mm-hmm. in turn. Um, mm-hmm. But I do very much love the bond system. I think it's very interesting and it's great. I actually, uh, I I don't like the bond system that much. I mean, it's <laughs> I, I, it's not terrible. I have nothing ag- like against it. I think it's one of Dungeon World's weaker ideas. I think that what it, I don't think it really affects the way I role play very much, like what bonds I have with anybody. I, but I will purposely try to do that. But, um, I feel like bonds are better as a jumping off point than as something that constantly changes. And I feel like the bond system in Dungeon World sort of just becomes a way to get an extra XP once in a while, as opposed to being 
um, something that I put a lot of meaning into. And maybe that's my fault. Hmm. Yeah, do you think there's a way that it could be more meaningful to you? Hmm. Um, nah. Honestly, I feel like, I well, <laughs> there's another system. They all, in, Another other question I was looking at talks about our favorite system, and I feel like the influence system from masks is like the Bond system, but it's a little more interesting. Okay. I mean, the, the, the problem with the influence in mask is that it doesn't have any description. It's just you have influence. Yeah, that's um, true. But you have Bonds and masks too, but they're only a jumping off point. Yeah. Uh we'll get to that. Um talk about systems. Uh Mari. Uh yeah. I don't know. I don't think uh I think maybe they are maybe good for starting and also to keep track of what the relationships are by the end of an arc. I think they help in that sense, but I have I haven't looked at them in a while and I don't feel like I need them very much. Mm. Um the bonds that I really like are the ones in D&D, because they always refer to NPCs. Um, so you get to make a character that's related to your character, and that's always my favorite part of coming up with a character in D&D, is coming up with more NPCs that are like part of their backstory. You like to know a guy. Yeah, I love to know a guy. Um, so yeah, bonds, for, bonds from Dungeon World don't do it for me as much. But I like the XP system for it much more than D&D. So overall, I prefer Dungeon World. Mm. That's fair. Uh, Sloan? Um, I like Bonds enough. Uh, I think I think the character that I that I used it the most for is probably Zara. Because that was like... The, that Bond was like very much what their relationship was about. Like the first one, which was like... Zara does magic, and I hate that. <laughs> I do. The, the, the thing I do like to do with Dungeon World Bonds is I always pick from the default ones. Because um, like you can make them your own, but, but where's the fun in that? Because you're going to do that later anyway. You're going to change it to, to whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So I like to pick from the, the default ones and have it develop from there. I think they're kind of fun. Yeah. So I like... I guess I think about it when we're playing a little bit. Also, Adeline was writing a song about Radiant. That was, she didn't finish it because it changed. <laughs> Truly a tragic, a tragic loss. It's an evolving song. She keeps like <laughs> scratching shit out like, oh, Radiant is such a good boy who never swears. Oh shit, wait, She no. just looked at it recently and the title is like Radiant, the Paladin. And she just looks, just like crunched it up in her hand and threw the whole thing away like, well. I've been working on this for years and he just tweeted it (laughs) (laughs) oh god Uh, I'm gonna I guess I can do one for me Um, wait wait let's let us read it yes be this Uh, first one from Tellers so this one's from Tellers for Zachary I really enjoy your beginning reading of letters. Most of the time, the letters are more of a warming up to return to the plotline, and I always find that the voice of the writer is perfect for the stage setting. What are your rubrics to choose which character to flesh out? That was a... Uh, yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it, was just, it sounded like you were going to say something else. Yeah, I know. Um, McElroy cadence. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Um, 
Oh, well, I'm glad the voice of the writer is perfect uh, because he's a guy. That's a fun thing. You should know that by now. That should be in the epilogue. Um, I haven't recorded that yet, but I wrote it. Uh, <laughs> what uh, my rubrics to choose which character to flesh out? A lot of times, just throwing ideas at the wall. Uh, sometimes it's like I because I, I write them. Pre- I've written them historically pretty close to the to the to the publication of the episode. Like there have been times <laughs> where I write and record the intro an hour before the episode goes up um because it's hard it's hard to think of it um a lot of times it's just like people i think didn't get play or things that i uh things that i wanted to show a different side of like in the purple meadows one there was horst and there was uh ben uh the the brookbinder and the and the and his lieutenant um who were characters that I wanted to show more on screen, but didn't. It didn't happen, and so I was like, "Well, I gotta get this guy's motivations out there somehow." And so I did it that way. And then you know, like like Roland gets a lot more play uh, in the intros than he did in the episodes because he gets killed, and that was sad. And I felt bad about that, so I, I gave him some intros to you to like you know, make up for it. Um, and other times it's like, I don't know, to, to show new stuff, to, to, to expand the lore of the archipelago and to, to put a, di- a different angle on things. Um, I guess if I can turn this question around on y'all, uh, are there any intros that you liked specifically? Ooh. The one about the kobolds, because I want more kobolds in this campaign. <laughs> did you see, did you see that episode 41 had a, had a, a low tide intro, a low tide description? Oh shit! I will check it out. Exciting, exciting. Yes. More more couple stuff is always good. I I'm not gonna lie, I do enjoy the ones that uh that that mention like I I like the ones that mention um the player characters because mm-hmm. like uh like um you know someone someone will be like ah that that uh the the Laganel Titan and I'll be like ah oh, that's me. Me. <laughs> 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 talking about me, mom. Oh, I did. I did like the ones during the gala that were from the like the, the like spy letters. I don't remember what the spies are called. Oh, there, but yeah. I did like that because uh, yeah, I get well uh, the mockingbirds. Because I was like, not not oh that me, like oh that my mom. <laughs> She's sending that's, secret uh, letters. Fletcher and her and her new son. <gasps> my favorite. Don't, <laughs> don't she would never replace me. That's true. But it is fun to think of Landers Light as your shitty older brother. Yeah. Oh. Um, I really like the one with Daria when, like, I like I think it was like a "fuck you, I'm leaving, peace, I'm gay." No, that, that was one. the early ones. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, good. And then, and then, yeah, Tuku, Tuku's letters to Zara. Uh, yeah. When when Tuku, uh left to pursue her own agenda was that was a good one. I didn't write that one. Uh, Nora wrote, th- wrote that one, and it was good. Nice. I think that one's my favorite one. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> good. Um, and let's let's just roll through these last two tellers' questions. Uh, how do the old Titans' life and accomplishments affect each character? We kind of know Radiant and Zara's feelings for their past life, but I want to know more. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like like you've already said. 
uh, Radiant feels pretty strongly about this very famous paladin being like his long lost dad. Um, and uh, he's real, he's real. I feel like I've gone into this in the actual campaign. He's real terrified, but also excited. It's fun. Mm. It's not, it's good that Ipathes is his ancestor because Ipathes is very cool. But also, maybe Ipathes did some shit. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet, but we will find out. And I we can't will wait. find out. That's a play to find out what happens. It's some big shoes to fill. Is I think Radiant's general opinion. <laughs> Literally big, big shoes. shoes. <laughs> He's a big man. <laughs> He's a he, he, he boot too big for his goddamn feet. He felt little feet. <laughs> he shoot too big. He, he boot too, too big. big for his goddamn feet. That's a very good one. Uh, um, I do not think that Adelaide knows enough about Ambrose to like have a lot of be like, yeah, there's that guy. Um, but I do. I for for me, I always imagine Ambrose like um. Like almost a stage mom, but like also drinking wine in the in the in the back of Adeline's soul or mind or wherever they hang out as as reincarnated things. But he's just like, I wish my daughter would get out more. I wish that she <laughs> she needs to get out there and talk to more people. So that's what that's what he that's what that is. Yeah, but I don't think Adeline. I, I think it'll be more interesting when she finds out more about him because he was a like a very accomplished bard and now she's given up being a bard and <laughs> and he was mm-hmm. very like good at like the political intrigue where she's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I am excited for her to learn about her shitty dad, <laughs> shitty twink dad. Yeah, I'm. I am excited for like to learn about Arthur and Ambrose's like inevitable like wine friendship because oh my I feel God. like I feel like there's a I feel like there's a lot of like shitty wine drunk sobbing like going on. There. <laughs> That's real. Um, which yeah, um, yeah. Zara, um, Zara definitely like feels pressured by the the in the similar sense to Radiant, but without like the excitement of it because. Like, I mean, yeah, Zara, Zara does, like, interact with magic and manipulate magical things, but, but she's not an elf. She can't do magic. Uh, and she, she theoretically speaking, won't be able, ever be able to do magic. So, like, Arto, who was this spellcaster and, like, you know, supreme, like, wizard, it is something that she really can never live up to. And she, also, Arto is this someone who was, like, a very outgoing great hero. And Ar- Zara is not outgoing. She's not particularly brave although that's she's sort of getting there and i think she just like yeah she just feels that there's she feels like it's a, it's pressure to try to live up to this legend yeah, that's fair i think ford feels a little lost with mirage being his titan and that like she was very much about kind of not just like peace and talking through things, but about like healing and a non-violent approach to problems and like trying to like solve everything through diplomacy and through just like 
helping everybody and avoiding conflict at every turn and being very, very like careful and going through every single probability and then making the best possible choice that she can at the moment. And uh, Forth is just like, Moon Pretty gonna punch! Um, <laughs> so I think, honestly, like, it's, it is definitely a little daunting, but I think the validating part is that, like, she was, like, her, her goddess was the moon goddess. And that kind of gives Ford hope that he can, like, learn more and about the moon and, like, get that lost knowledge back. But at the same time, I think he mostly just, like, ignores and feels very disconnected from Mirage. And I don't know. I think he's literally just starting to buy into the whole, like, they're actually reincarnated thing with the lay on hands that happened. Yeah, that was wild. That was wild, that and that I happened. loved it. Dope. Uh, I'm just going to knock out one from me, uh, from O. Murdoch, who I think I know who this is, but they didn't leave their uh, name, uh, their, their, their hashtag username, so I can't be sure. But uh, the question is... Did you have all the major story events planned from the start? Which things, big or small, did you come up with along the way? A lot of them. <laughs> Most of them. Um, what did I have planned from the start? I can look at my uh, initial faction. No, my, no, no that's that <laughs> initial faction notes. That's the next season. Um, no, uh, my my campaign front that I wrote at the beginning. Uh, I can tell you which things I had planned from the starts. Um, was Florian? Was the anguish? Was the metamorphosists? Those were the first three threats. I don't think the metaphor, the more, well, that metamorphosis might still be a threat. Florian might still be a threat. Who knows? Uh, I know that, that Florian was going to build, was going to be uh, declared the new head of the Argent dynasty and that uh, she was going to begin pr pr uh, production on the Silver Kindness mechs. Um, I knew that Chella and Tyrianthi were the, the bad gods. Uh, I didn't know about the Hecaton Kyrie. Those I came up with later. Um, they were not there from the beginning. Uh, and that's kind of it. <laughs> that uh, I don't... That came up with so much. I didn't know Nemo was that old, originally. I, com I completely came up with Nemo's whole arc uh, as it happened. <laughs> which is why he's so weird. <laughs> Was it because you didn't have an elf name and you were like, oh, I need an explanation that was for one, that one? That was, that was one thing. Um, though there might be a band called Nemo. That, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, Nemo ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is a, it is a French... Uh, <laughs> um... Yeah, it's, I, it's, uh, just, it's just the letters AC and the lightning bolt DC. <laughs> I, I do know that uh, I did know that what what the book was from the beginning. Uh, I didn't know the the exact name, but I knew what it was. Um, and that was kind of I guess I knew I knew that there was a sixth Titan. That was one of the earliest things I knew. Okay, um, but what about that she was not a reincarnation, that she was a normal or, or a, a older one? 
That also I knew the whole time. Okay. Um, that was, I think that was, I knew that before I knew anything else. Well, there's technically a seventh Titan out there that everybody keeps forgetting. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, sorry. Wait, a seventh Titan? King Valentine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if King, does he count as a Titan? Uh, his, his predecessor was, and he's a reincarnation. I would say he's definitely a Titan. That's true. Wait, can yeah. we just make up Titans? The mayor of Low Tide is a Titan. I decided that. <laughs> no fair. No, I, I, this was this was established for the fiction. That is not fair. He's literally, uh, re- you know what? I'm not going to get in there with you. I'm going to rise above. <laughs> That's so Zara. <laughs> because we have high tide in Valentino. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid! Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, what I guess those the major story events I had planned from the start. Uh, I came up with a whole lot of stuff along the way. So much of the stuff I came up with along the way. Anyway, yeah. So we we uh, Teller sent us some good, like a fun list of character development quick cues that we're going to try to blow through. Uh, I think the round robin has gone. Is it on Sloan or is it on Emily? Yep. Sloan, Emily, Nikita, Mario. Okay. Oh, good. Uh, At least um, first for this one. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so time for fun character development quick questions, uh, which are Hogwarts house, time and period and place to travel to. I guess, or we could like uh, branch it out to like AU. That it would be fun oh to, be in, to be in. Ooh, that's a different uh, question. That's yeah, a completely could... different question. A... I wasn't that's a ready. Question though. <laughs> Um, uh, Pokemon team, music they listen to, and what crime they would be arrested for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we're going to start with, with Sloan for Adeline. Oh, I hate to go first for this one because it's too much pressure. Okay, Hogwarts House. Um, probably, uh, probably Ravenclaw. I think that sounds right to me. Um, uh, time, AU. <laughs> Uh, coffee shop. I don't. I don't know. Um, I think modern, modern modern day coffee shop. Parisian coffee shop. A shitty coffee shop. <laughs> a bad one. Um, is is she a Starbucks. customer or is she a barista? Yeah, she's a barista. Um, no, no, wait, no, I changed my mind. She's a customer. She's one of those, she's like obnoxious with a guitar. She goes and busts outside or something, and I don't know, Daria's a brister. There you go. I did it. Is yeah. she like, is she the poetry furry from the Max Goofy Sun movie? I'm an extremely goofy mover. And then Daria, I, I, I roast the beans by hand, by which I mean I just stick my hands into the roaster. <laughs> That's Daria, oh, yeah, not um, But if she was going to travel to a time period, um, like, uh, within canon, it would be just be like, what is the biggest? It would literally be like Titan times because she'd be like, what's the biggest, coolest story that I can go, like, find some stuff? stuff about for songs and it would be that so yes um pokemon nice. team i have been doing this for the last three minutes or so so um this is real rough <laughs> obviously we have to have cricketing because that's a music boy um we just we if within the group said that they get a a, 
um, a legendary because that's like their Titans Pokemon. So, and I'm gonna maybe say this wrong, but there's like Meloecta, who is the yeah. the music one. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. Ambrose's. Yes. That's Ambrose's Pokemon. Um, and then completely at random, I got a Popperi because it evolves into that Primarina, which is like a fun, fun looking Pokemon. And then uh, Gothitelle and uh, Stoutland because it's a cute dog. <laughs> and <laughs> and oh, what's that little tiny bug? Um, Cutie Fly. Oh, okay. Oh. There are many little, tiny the cute bugs. One. The, little the littlest bug. bug. <laughs> the littlest bug. Oh, that's a good one. It's a very small bug. Oh, I should have actually... Is there like a beetle? What's a good beetle? Hang on. Oh, there's all sorts of beetles. I know, but like a... But like this bug program, but like a really good beetle-y one. Heracross. Heracross. Her- Heracross is a great beetle. So yeah. ma- instead of Stoutland, yeah. a Heracross, because like bug mum. Bug mom. The shiny hair <laughs> Yes. Okay, so yeah, Critatune, Gothel, Poplioad, Heracross, Cutie uh Cutie Fly, and Meloetta. Very good. Very thorough. Um uh music and crime. Yes, oh and crime. <laughs> music. Um, probably like fucking like like we like mod music, we like Mod, uh, Mumford and Sons, like a banjo solo, fucking <laughs> like like here's the drop. It's a banjo solo, and um, <laughs> and uh, well, like all you know that like a like American gothy sort of stuff. Also, that's fun. Um, and for what was the last one? I lost the question. There it is. Crime. What is crime. Will they be arrested for like loitering in public? Probably, like being somewhere they're not supposed to, um, just just because they wanted to check it out. Breaking things. She broke into a, a museum to look at it after hours. Nice, very good. Um, Hogwarts House uh, Hufflepuff. Um, Adeline asked what about Slytherin, but I wanted to counter with that with saying that Zara is not particularly ambitious for herself. She obviously wants to. She obviously has ambitious goals for her inventions but like she doesn't really personally care if it's like her credit because she's the one who uh she just she just wants to help people with her inventions so i would say hufflepuff time period and place to travel to gotta be the future baby gotta have all the uh cool tech in the future so definitely au is like star trek au with like you know (laughs) post-scarcity crazy inventions stuff like that Pokemon team, um well artos pokemon for legendary is uh i don't know how to pronounce it xerneas the, the, the deer from X and Y. Mm-hmm. Fairy deer. Because it looks really cool and magical and majestic. And that's Arto baby. Uh, besides that, um, Pokemon team is electric type stuff. So like Magneton and uh, Marip. And um, I don't know a lot of other Pokemon. So um, other electric ones. Pikachu maybe. Pikachu, the magnet maybe? One? What's, the, what's the magnet one? Yeah, Magneton. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, oh, okay. I just say Magneton. Yeah. That one what about, for sure. What about the one that looks like a ball? A Voltorb? Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. We'll put the Voltorb in there. And then I'm looking at this thing called Kling Clang, which looks <laughs> oh, like a bunch, yeah. of, uh, <laughs> bunch of gears. I like that one. It's some gears. Yeah, I like that one. So that one too. Do love um, some gears. You know, invention, invention stuff. Pokemon. So yeah, that's that one. 
Uh, music that Zara listens to. Chill lo-fi hip-hop beats to relax slash study to. She puts it on. <laughs> she puts it on while she works. Oh yeah. And what crime will they be arrested for? Uh, violating OSHA guidelines. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. OSHA is the uh, Occupational Safety and Health Administration. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, all right, cool. Uh, fun. There was another question they didn't make the cut about about uh, the p- propensity for Fontaine Industries to, to become a capitalist nightscape, hellscape, but good, we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> Look, some sacrifices must be made for the sake of progress. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Nikita. Okay, uh, Ford for Hogwarts House. I mean, Gryffindor, right? Yeah. Right. I, it's probably my least favorite house, but Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah tweet at me. Let's go. Um, <laughs> time period and place to travel to? Okay, so first of all, 100% Star Trek with Zara, but also the two things that came to mind, like AU-wise, is... One, like, office drama while he's working at, like, NASA for the launch to the moon. Oh, boy. Apollo 11 AU. Yeah, but, like, gay. Okay. <laughs> and two, um, that very, very specific, like, fanfic AU where someone gets turned into a cat and someone else takes them in. And Ford... Is for the cat? No, no. Ford is the <laughs> criminal that takes in the person turned into a cat. Who's the is cat? Calico. Clearly, oh, yes. is this like a is this a real like AU that people make fanfic of? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really popular. No, fucking. I gotta look some of this. Stuff. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard. Of, I've never Shut heard of this one. This is real. That's a mi- Somebody it's please a- write fanfic about Zara getting turned into a cat. That's so good. It's a plotline in Tokyo Mew Mew where the love interest turns into a cat at some point. I know. And she takes him home. I know Tokyo Mew Mew. I know. Yes, I remember that. That's mm, Tokyo Tokyo Mew Mew is that primo like garbage. I, <laughs> I was gonna. I was also gonna call it a fruits basket. At you uh, speaking of fruits basket, come back twenty nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Um, Pokemon team. Um, Valor. Yay! Uh, the music. Uh, but I mean, I just I I never played Pokemon. I watched like the first season of the anime. I don't know anything about Pokemon. I played the Pokemon Go game though, so uh, Team Valor. Oh, that's what um, that's from. That's, yeah. Uh, that's the, that's the, I need the... to know if Ford would have like a like a Machamp. Okay. He would have. A, here's or a hit, here's a what Mon- Ford Hitmon would Chan. do. Here's here's what Ford would do. Ford would find, and not on purpose, all of the shittiest Pokemon. That look like they need a home and someone to feed them, and then whenever it came time to fight to to Pokemon fight, he would get up there and fight his opponent's Pokemon himself because he's not a coward. <laughs> oh boy! Um, and that's my hot take on it. Here's what I think for for, for a Pokemon team: it is like a it is like a canon thing that the fairies come from the moon. Yes. Oh, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Clefairies. It's just, just it's entirely Clefairies. It's Ford with an <laughs> army of Clefairies. Like that. Five Clefairies and one Clefable. The, the big mm-hmm. one. The big one. 
And then four well, does all the fighting. Uh, that's a given. Um, and they, they do helping hand. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, first time he shows up to a gym, he definitely kicks out. And uh, that's the crime he's arrested for. Um, <laughs> I mean, Fighting it's the like, Pokemon at the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like for sure, like, like violence. It's like punching <laughs> someone. Like, or like some fucking communist rally. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then uh, skipped over music. Oh, I skipped over music. Um, country music, but like gay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like country Good. and folk, like, like folk, folksy stuff. M- Mitski's be a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't actually know if that's country. I just know it's got a cowboy right. on the cover. True. <laughs> Marty. Uh, yeah. So I thought a lot about Hogwarts House. And Gryffindor is the most obvious one for a reason. Um, I thought about Hufflepuff for a little bit, but I was like, no, he's not. He's he's killed a man. It's Gryffindor. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was my metric. Yeah, everybody remembers the part in Harry Potter where they go to Gryffindor and they're like, Harry, you got to kill a guy to get in here. <laughs> that, that, that was Ron. That was a pitch perfect Ron. Ron Weasley, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, actually, that actually sounds like Barbarossa from, from uh, uh, Okay, it is Gryffindor. Because um, alternatively Slytherin, but he's, his ambitions are too like linked to God to uh-huh. be his own. He just wants to do stuff for God, but he's not loyal to anyone else in particular, so he's also not Hufflepuff. Anyway, he's a Gryffindor. I, I can go and I can go into this very at, at length, but I'm not going to. Um, mm-hmm. Time period and place to travel to. Um, uh, modern day, like so- SoCal surfer AU. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good one. I was going to say like Greece, the Parthenon. No. no, that's empathies. Brady that's is it. like a it's, he's fun and fresh. He's, he's a surf he's beautiful. boy. He's a surf boy. That's very good. <laughs> uh, Pokemon team. I did write it down. It's Lapras, Crabrawler, Wooper, Chinchu, Dratini, and his legendary is Big Dog Suicune because yes. I love him. Nice. Um, Chinchu. Oh, Chinchu. Uh, the oh, that's music- a love guy. What? Uh, I just I forgot what Chinchu looked like. He's just a little guy. He's a little guy. I love him. He's a little guy. Um, music that he listens to, I guess, also country and folk. He's from the Bayou. Like mm-hmm. he he likes country and folk, and like I don't know enough about music to answer this question honestly. What music is from the Bayou? Folk? Uh, jazz, I mean, like like right? New Orleans jazz. Yes, jazz also. Thank you for the nice save. Good, thank you. Um, uh, which crime is he arrested for? Fashion crimes. <laughs> Very good. Okay, I want to do this, but I have all of the characters, so give me an NPC and I'll answer the questions. Nemo. Uh, Nemo. Nemo. <laughs> I figured it was going to be Nemo. All right, Bartimaeus Nemo, Hogwarts House, Slytherin. He's got to do it. He is... He is. He could be uh, Ravenclaw, but he's too ambitious. He has to be the best. He's Slytherin. Time period and place to travel to. Uh, 
if you asked him, it would be the Age of Titans so he could stop the fall. Um, Lame. Yeah. Uh, if you asked me, it would be 1980s and he would be a movie star. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> he um, stars in a movie about dinosaurs and it's super weird. It's super weird. <laughs> um, his, uh, his fucking um, Pokemon that he would have. I'm not going to say a whole team, but it has his Zatu and Gardevoir on it. Uh, and maybe an Esper. It's all psychics all the time, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, psychic and fairy type is his gem. Um, music they listen to, Industrial House. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, probably he, he listens to... Uh, Probably he likes like he would like swing music. He would like big man music, but he would also have a soft spot for like thrash metal. Quick, quick question: Does Nemo go sw- uh, go swing dancing? <laughs> he could, he could. He knows how to dance. He's like probably. The, he, I mean, he's been dancing for a thousand years. So, um, what co- what crime will he be arrested for? Uh. Yelling at politicians. <laughs> sure, that's that's happening. Old man yells at clown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's 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 been he's been a rabble rouser in his past. Uh, one of the uh, one of the intros is him is him just ripping into the structure. Uh, nice. for not for for not for not living up to the to the uh, to the standard set by their founder. Um. Yeah. So that's that's our old man. He's and, and that's all those fun questions. Thank you, Tellers, for all the questions. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, we should probably what? pick like at least one from everybody because I don't think we're gonna have time to get all through these. Yeah, I don't think, think so. so. We'll probably also like cut stuff, right? Yeah. 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 Can we do NPC con- uh, congeniality from Sorbet? Sure. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, so Sorbet asks, "Who was your best boy?" What's your vote for NPC congeniality? Which I guess is a plan miscongeniality. So this is favorite NPC, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nemo. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think mean, he's the most fleshed out. He's interesting. I feel like him and him and Zara have a really good rapport. So that I'm a little bit biased there uh, because I feel like Zara and Nemo have had a little bit more time than anyone else in Nemo. Partly because Nemo came with us on me and TQ on the um on our solo mission or dual mission. Arikita. Um, probably Nemo because again he is really fleshed out. But I do have a soft spot in my heart for Kevin and for Calico. Those are good boys. Uh, uh, Mari. Oh, um, I ended up like really getting really fond of um both jameson and solomon like i want them to interact <laughs> at some point it's gonna yeah. be bad and i'm gonna it love would, it it would be me interacting with myself it's gonna be tough but i'll do my I best i know but but drama so yeah the <laughs> the, the, or, the orphaned assassin and his little brother uh, nice they might they might be twins i actually don't know um, <laughs> The very least, Solomon is is the older twin. If they are twins, okay. Oh, don't don't them. get me started on that shit. <laughs> older <laughs> twin. 
as the, the younger twin. twin. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm the younger twin. Oh shit, I didn't know. Yeah, older twin means nothing. <laughs> Kevin, if you're out there, I'm calling you out. You're not older than me. We're the same it's... age. <laughs> and you're also not taller than me, so get that through your head. <laughs> All right. Um, Love you, Kevin. So... <laughs> Kevin. Ah, oh, Kevin. Your namesake had some adventures this, this Sorry year. we use your name so much in this campaign, Kevin. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Sloan, uh, who's your favorite? Oh, difficult. Um, I do. I do. Also, did become pretty fond of Jameson, and also Daria, obviously, because she's she's big girlfriend. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I think my bias is pretty obvious. I love myself from Charlie Axel. <laughs> That's um, <laughs> Charlie uh, Eustace and Rufus are also um, some pet favorites for me. But I mean, I like all my characters because I play them all. It's very fun. Um, should I do a me a me one? Yes. Sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, Nikita, which one? I'll one. read it. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, t- t- pick one for me. Um, oh boy. Pick one from someone who hasn't gone yet. Hmm. Uh, this one is from uh, Jagannath, and it is, um, the Tartugan War, the most recent war that Galeria fought, the one that Daria Alexander Calco et al. fought in. I know has been mentioned a few times. About how long ago was that? How long did it last? Who were the nations involved? And what was it about? Apologies if that information has already been delivered in the episodes. Some Wait, actually, that's a really long one. Hold on. I'm going to choose another one. Cut that out. Oh, okay. I was about, I was gearing up to answer it. I don't think it's going to be a long one. Go, go. Long yeah, it's, it's go. Good. Uh, yeah, the Tutrigan War. It is the last war that happened. It was, uh, it ended 15 years ago. Um... That means that all of the characters who play who are in it are at least thirty uh something. For example, uh Brandy Enduring is thirty-three. Um which means he was like seventeen during the war. Uh but he was already a fighter. The kid's the kid's like been at it forever. Um who was involved was mostly Baron was the aggressed. Uh, what happened was a, um, uh, a civilization, uh, a group of people known as the Tortugans, because they trained and lived on the backs of giant turtles, they, um, attacked Baron because their life, their lifestyle was uh, unsustainable. They need they they didn't have the um, the land to they didn't have the they didn't have the amount of land and resources to support their growth. Because they lived in the back of turtles and not on the back of behemoths, uh, and so they attacked Baron for the resources, which was a bad move, but one made out of desperation. Uh, and then Baron fought back, uh, and the Galerian Armada was involved as well, because Baron does not have a navy. Um, the navy of the archipelago belongs to Galeria, and so they were uh, allies in that war. So it was about it was about food and other and material resources. Uh, which a lot of conflicts are about. And that's been talked about a little bit. Um, obviously, Alexander had a lot to say about it. Dari had a lot to say about it. 
Um, but mostly it just exists as the specter of, of, of the last war that all of these older characters live through. Um, does that, was that a good, a good answer? Is that, does that sum it up? So like, I think so, but I have yeah, a follow-up so. question. I have a follow-up question for that, actually, sure. that I just thought of. Um, how many, if any, like Tortugans uh, are now living on the archipelago? Um, I think a fair few um, would be would would be fair to say. Um, none in Galeria or in Baron, who are both still fairly maligned against them. Um, but I think if, uh, like a, a group of them probably live in the northern half of Zoliat, and um, some of them probably live in Castellon, which had a, which has a lot of uh, space. Hmm. I mean, Valentina. I, I was gonna. I don't think Valentina would actually take in many because they're fairly isolationist. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, Probably yeah. a few, maybe, but not a whole lot. Not a many. So that's that's uh, that's what I would say about that. It was it kind of sucked. War sucks. This war. This war was bad. Uh, it would have been better served as a humanitarian effort, uh, but. The Baronets and the Galerians did, uh, 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 in charge, uh, did not see it as that way. They saw it as an attack and decided the best way to result, to, uh, respond to an attack was with force. And thus, it went poorly for lots of people involved. But it, it allowed, um, Florian and her crew to advance in society, um, and, and, uh, event, uh, eventually take positions of power within that society. Uh, which I don't think is necessarily a um, abs- definitely doesn't justify the war, um, but it's like maybe the only like the the only the only positive things that came out of them were personal successes, and th- those do not outweigh the cost of war. Uh, all right, so that's that question. Kind of a downer because the Tortugan War sucked, but um, a fairly let's do important- a fun one. Let's do a fun one. Can, can uh, we do this one from PK? Yeah. PK Slider. Yeah. Uh, how This is from PK Slider. Um, everyone, how long have each of you been playing uh, tabletop games? Oh, I think uh, is, 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 is assumed. Uh, before Roll Dice and Cry, everyone seems experienced in the aspect of role-playing characters. Uh, I. When did we start playing Masks, Emily, Zach? Um, 2017 at some point. June 2017. Yeah, June June 2017, like that year, like shortly before we started. Um, we we were in a masks campaign. Um, shortly before that, I ran a short D and D campaign from some of my friends. I hated it because I had never played. Um, D&D before I had never played a tabletop role-playing game before and it was just super stressful for me to run it and keep track of all the numbers um, there's a lot of numbers in D&D yeah and then that was like pretty much it like we had that masks game and like that was it but I did a lot of theater as a kid and I do a lot of writing it's like a hobby and stuff and I read a lot so I guess that helped with role-playing yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like uh, a year, <laughs> less than a, a year. year? <laughs> Wild. Um, all right. Uh, I don't know exactly how long it has been. Um, I think 
I think maybe two or three years. Um, and I started with D&D, and I actually started playing with Sloan. So it's really, it's really, like, I feel like there's, like, one or two campaigns that I've played that Sloan has not been there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and one of them is, like, the school one that I do in school, and the other one was one I played with Zach. Um, but, yeah, it was really fun. Um, but, yeah, it's D&D. Oh, for a while, was kind of like a fast and loose sort of thing because I started playing after listening to to the Mabim Bam Adventure Zone podcast, um, and I thought I'd always thought D and D was like a fun thing that people did when they had friends, but I didn't have friends, yeah. uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't play. But then I was like, I'm gonna go online and do this, and I did, um, and I really like it. And like I said, it's always been like a really loosey-goosey sort of no rules, just rights, just do whatever you want as long as it's like within some parameters of logic. Uh, and that's always worked out pretty fine for me. Um, miles, milestone leveling up also helped a lot. No, less numbers. No numbers. I hate them. Oh, yeah. No numbers. Fuck numbers. Which is why I also... Which is why I'm also really fond of Dungeon World, because it's so, so simple to level up and to do things. Um, uh, I DM'd a campaign at one point, and it was very fun. It didn't last very long. I spent an inordinate amount of time planning backstory for it, and then I just kind of like wrote everything down so like poor Sloan could like read all of it, because she was in it. And I was like, hey, here's what was going to happen if you played one more session. <laughs> Uh, it was good <laughs> thank you uh, but yeah that was my experience with uh, TRPGs um, aside from Dungeon World and D&D um, I think I only ever played uh, Emily DM'd Far Flung one time and that was really fun I played like a like a cool dictator lady and then Emily got to play her son who was very fun I, was I, liked, fun. I liked Far Flung a lot yeah. Firefly is cool. We should go back to that sometime. Um, uh, that same, like me and Murray started playing at the same time. I'd always try to get people to play before that, and it's so hard to get people to play games. You know, please, please, I would like to be a dragon or something. Come sit in a room with me. But no, so yeah, like I think, I think like two years, and um, and I've only really played. Started with D and D, and then I played Dungeon World. And that's pretty much it. Oh, I did play. Um, uh, what is the one? Uh, we can cut this bit. Well, what's the one in the Friends of the Table that they played? Some uh was somebody was getting chased by a wolf. Uh, uh, Ruins of the Future. Doomed. There was Doomed Pilgrim in the Ruins of the Future, which is part yes. of the Sunderlands. So what is it called? What is it called? The Sunderlands. Sorry, I played Sunderland once with some randoms online, and it was it was like one of them was like a doctor, one of the people was a doctor, and I was like, I can't be here. There's a doctor in here, like a real doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Emily, I uh, actually uh, this year will be the. 10th like anniversary year of my first time ever playing a tabletop role playing game 
Whoa. Uh, my first, yeah, <laughs> my first game ever was D and D three three point five. Uh, right before I think fourth edition came out, I played a human wizard named Rachel. Uh, before. Before that, I did role play because I was on a part of a forum. Okay, so I was part of a forum for people who were very interested in lucid dreaming. So you can imagine how many friends I had in high school. Um, <laughs> and that forum, uh, shout out to, uh, I guess, the forum LD for All, which I was a part of for a long time. And I met a lot of fun, cool people there. Um, some of whom listen to the podcast now, actually. So that's cool. Nice. Uh, Hell yeah. They played this um, version of, it was like play by post of um, Mafia and or Werewolf, if you know that game, like the the party game. Mm-hmm. I was play by post and because it was play by post and it was like done over the course of days, they ad- they added a role playing element to it. Uh, so I played, I role played in that, but my first role playing game was D&D 3.5 and that was 10 years ago with nice. some co- friends in college. Congratulations on your, um, on your TFPG anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, f- I started playing when I was a little kid. Uh, really? I have not played the entire time, obviously. Um, my very first, uh, my very, very, very first game was I was probably like nine or ten, and my cousin, who was like two or three years older than me, ran. Uh, I. Uh, Helped me roll a character and I put me on a road and I walked down the road and there was some halflings and I fought those halflings and then I fell into a pit and then I climbed out of the pit and that was my first experience with, with D&D. Uh, it was probably second edition um, back in the day. I barely remember any of it. I remember that I was a, I was a half-elf fighter named Wolven. Um, <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> I played a character named Wolven too in that, in that werewolf game. Hell yeah, yeah. He was cool. He he had two broadswords, and my cousin was like, "That doesn't help." And I was like, "I want two broadswords." <laughs> um, Your cousin I was like, at, "I guess." I remember what at one. Hand? Remember at one point, I played a ra- uh, I met, made the same character as a ranger because I remember I had a an animal companion who was a dire tiger. Um, wow. And I remember there was one time where my cousin made the town that I lived in burned down because it was part of the quest chain. And I was like, but I know, I know summon water. Can I summon water and, and put the fire out? And he was sitting, he said, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, that tells me everything I need to know about this game. Um, and then I didn't play for a long time. And then I played in high school. Uh, I played some some D and D Adventures League at some at some game shops. Uh, I played a lot of Fourth Edition in high school, uh, and I started playing again a couple years ago. Uh, and it's been real fun. I, I ran a D and D campaign. Mari was in it. Ran a D and D campaign. Emily was in it. That didn't last very long. Um, I really liked my character in that campaign. Though. That was a fun campaign. It was a weird. It was a weird uh, Eldritch horror fantasy game. Uh, that would have been cool. Um, but you know, life happens. Uh, then I've run a bunch of stuff and I like running stuff. Uh, and I like all of you and this is really good. Um, so how long I've been playing? A while. <laughs> uh, and it's a lot of fun. Oh, I have an addendum because I just remembered this deep unearthed memory from my mind. Before I was playing TRPGs, I was in like, text roleplay groups based on different fandoms and the first one was about 
Duncan Rumpa. And I was, oh. a, super, I was <laughs> a super high Perfect. school level ice cream maker. Um, that's that's extremely that's, good. I, that's I a, did. I, I love that talent. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I did. Like, I did do. I did do role play blogs in high school, uh, and I will never <laughs> tell anybody about any of them. Oh my god! I was um, in a Kingdom actually, Hearts role play group. <laughs> Ooh, I was in a Maximum Ride role play. <laughs> I <laughs> have middle school. I have done My Little Pony Friendship is Magic role playing. Oh my god! Okay, all the, all, all the ones I did. The ones I did were Marvel Comics and Homestuck. <laughs> oh, that's not that's not very valid. We all made bad choices. Yay! Yay! <laughs> also, I uh, role played in World of Warcraft too. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Let's let's run let's run through, through some quickly. Um, one question for me was gonna be uh, something someone did that that. Uh, Really surprised cool. me. Uh, I got this one. From what who? was something a, from this is from O Murdoch. What was something a player or players did that really surprised you? Be it a character decision, a plan, or anything else. Um, lots of things. Uh, the heist happened uh, completely without me uh, saying that was wild. Would you would you ro- rob the culture admiral? Uh, that happened completely without my with my at my intention. Um, though I guess I was bait, it seemed like I was baiting Tuku pretty hard, um, with with this guy being so rich. Um, the f- the fact that um, that the whole Purple Meadows arc went completely different than I expected it to, um, because y'all didn't give up at any point. Uh, you just <laughs> kept going back to the, you kept going back to the, to the lake. I'm like, it's late, and it's like, yeah. I was like, okay. There's a big monster in there. What do you want us to do? Big monster. Uh, <laughs> I don't punch. even know what I expected. <laughs> I just I just expected to have more time to introduce Horst and like have him be on screen before you fought him and killed him. Well, he didn't <laughs> last very long, so it was fine. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, we're efficient. Some, per- some performance issues is normal. What if me. someone got attached to him and then I killed him anyway? It's that better been... that you didn't introduce <laughs> so him. <good. laughs> But we would have cried yeah. more and lived up to our name more, so I feel like... <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm oh, going to kill a character that we enjoy next time. Okay, we're going to get... I will we're kill gonna, you. Sorry, everybody. We're going to axe Charlie Axley's out of here. Oh, God. Um, yeah, let's... Uh, speaking of things that, that didn't happen, let's, let's answer this Diane question. Was there anything y'all wanted to explore more but didn't have the time or resources? That's from Diane. So this one will be Mari Sloan, me, Nikita. Yes. Ooh, hot seat. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I like not having anything planned. So mostly I just go into, I just go into sessions like, yeah, I wonder what's going to happen. And not like, yeah, I want to do this specific thing. Um, okay. So here's the thing. There was, I wanted Radiant to get a costume from someone very specific and it was the only elf in Low Tide who is a tailor, and their name is Santana. And I, I was, I was robbed of that opportunity. <laughs> I'm very sorry about that. Uh, we will meet Santana later. I'm sure. <laughs> well, Santana the, too. Their name be like Santana Drab. It's Santana <laughs> ACDC. Is it really Santana <laughs> ACDC? Yeah. Nice. It is now. Okay. It could be like... Never mind. It's Santana ACDC. 
Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say it could be like in JoJo's they they spelt like A I S E A C A C you know like that A C they spell it out. Oh yeah, literally yeah, absolutely. That is how that's spelled. It's like E I S S D E E C. Wait, I've lost it. E I S S E D E E S I. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All sorts of wild shit. Um, Sloan. Uh, Castellon. I like dwarves. Adeline lived in Castellon when she was a kid. I would like to go there. I would also love to go there. Yeah. Um, apart from that, oh, also, um, like the, like, a proper elf, like, research place where they camp out along the magic lines and research them. Yes. When we get there. I also sure. very much want to do that one, though, because that sounds so good. Yeah. Okay, folks, we should up. Yeah. Emily. Yeah. Disaster Sisters. Yes. Radiant and Ford still have to do their blood pact with yeah. <laughs> yes, I with Doug really... Dimmadome. I'm Come very up, yeah. excited for that. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um, I uh, feel like it, well, it's sort of like something that like if this were a more normal campaign, I where, where like I I feel. Let me start over. If this were like a more normal campaign, I feel like Fontaine Industries and Zara trying to like make a company and stuff like that would be more of like a driving force for her. And that's been kind of like waylaid a little bit, reasonably so, because when you're kind of dealing with, you know, fate of the world shit and you're like the chosen one to stop the world from ending, you kind of have to, you know, waylay all your plans to do that. It just seems to make sense to me and I think it seems to make sense to Zara. But, um, I, you know, if, if there was a more like slower paced normal campaign i would probably uh devote more time to like you know zara zara fontaine the industrialist yeah i mean and maybe maybe there there will be room for that in like the uh, the gap between seasons like uh, oh yeah that's a good point um got to get a branch off somewhere a bit of a bit of a time skip hmm. um so maybe we we can we can we can talk about that between seasons and like maybe that'll be like a love letter or something also, I'm sure we're going to go to Valentine at some point, uh, so that's kind of a moot point. But obviously, you know, I, it, it's my fault for making a culture that was more like isolationist and you know nationalist. But um, you know, obviously, there's not as many um, Laganels around as some of the other races, which is a little bit like eh, I like them because they're yeah. like me, and I go yeah, Co- Co- Kobolds and Laganels are definitely the least represented groups in this 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 season. Uh, Kobolds more so. Um, because there's only we've only more seen kobolds, one. More, co- more, more kobolds, more kobolds, more kobolds, more kobolds, more kobolds. Mary yeah. went to the bathroom, but she would also yell more kobolds. Yes, and I heartily agree. Uh, Nikita, was there anything you wanted to explore more but didn't have the time? Um, I don't know. I think I would have liked more. Like to explore more the god stuff and like religion. Mm-hmm. Um, like how is how is Chella, um, and like like the following of Chella? How is that different from the other major religions on the archipelago? And mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. I think that would have been 
really fun. Also, like, deep cut. When we were on our way to um, the structure, mm -hmm. I remember you asking us to roll for something, and then we fucked up. And we could have met, like, a merchant that lived on a turtle or something. Oh, shit. Frog boy. Yeah, right, and right. I wish, I wish we'd gotten to that, because that just seems just dope. That just seems fun. It's yeah. really nice of you to say that you he asked us to roll something and not me to roll something, and I failed. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in this together, Mark. generous. Yeah, it's so yeah, generous. I'm going to try to have more rules in general next season. More more, more perilous journeys, for sure. Because um, that, 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 I, I think we, we did those a little, I did those a little strangely this season. Um, as far as things that I wanted to explore more but didn't have the time or resources, all sorts of stuff. Um, but a lot, uh, uh, specifically, um, one, one in particular, I would have loved to spend more time with the people on the Bastion. Um, but that didn't really, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't spend the whole time at home. You got to go places. You got to do things. Um, all other things that everyone else has already said, I've really wanted to do. I wish Kingly had had more time on stay on screen. I liked Kingly a lot. He had a kind of a weird arc because the characters only saw the end of it. And I know that was a little confusing. Um, but I liked him. I liked him in Lantern's Light. It's like it's like a duo. Oh yeah, Lantern's Light at one point of the finale runs to find his swords and never shows up again. Is he okay? Yeah, no, he's totally fine. He's, he's fucking fine. dead. No, he's not dead. He was fine. He's he fine was in heaven. In 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 an imagined version of the finale, he would have helped fight uh, Mr. Palm and Mr. Palm and his fist. Uh, but there was a lot, I was throwing a lot of plates in the air and some of them fell. As, as plates do. Uh, one question I want to get to from, to from K-Throne is, I don't know if you spoke about it already, but what inspired you to do a mech kaiju fantasy theme for your game? It's a super cool and unique style that I haven't seen done in a long time. Escaflone comes to mind. And I'm curious about how you came to it. Does anybody remember how we came to it? I want to know this too, cause I think Emily and I weren't here for this. Yep, that's true. Yeah, you. you, you I think brought, I was. I think I'm the only original. <laughs> yeah, y'all getting this podcast off the ground was wild. There were a lot of <laughs> uh, cast changes beforehand uh, as as plans happened and and, and lives happened. Um, but I, I do love the cast that we have ended up with. Um, Mari, do you if remember I, how we came to this? If I remember it correctly, um, I pushed a lot for fantasy mechs because that was something that I was into at the time mm -hmm. um, we had a bunch of different options but yes. what? I said yes I was. I said yes we had a bunch of different options yeah we had a bunch of different options I think um, I think we were like the only ones who were more familiar with Dungeon World so that was also like a hard sell for people at the mm -hmm. time I don't remember how we all like agreed to it um well so the 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 secret the secret origin of the fact that we did fantasy mechs was that we already did fantasy mechs 
Um, oh the, yeah, true. Yes, that the is du- correct. The we Dungeons big- and Dragons game that we played before this podcast started that Mari was in, uh, another uh, potential cast member was in, some other friends were in. Um, it was like a long-running Dungeons and Dragons campaign that I just introduced Mex into. Um, there were these, there were these ancient uh, celestial made uh, god, divinely made suits of armor. That they found one of them. It was going to be this whole long, uh, whole long campaign where they just went and found each one in turn, very you know, kind of Gurren style. Uh, I hope that, mine was at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Oh, yours was going to be great. It was going to be like a cool like um, ship mech. I, nice. Like, I played a I played a paladin who was a pirate, by the way, like a big dragonborn lady. It was awesome. for nice. the listeners. Yeah, she was she was great. It was a it was a really fun time. That arc was, I was a big fan of was like a mega dungeon in this old dwarven mausoleum uh city dungeon. It was great. Um but yeah, so that that was that was cuz we had already had that idea cuz that was a thing we were already doing. And then that that campaign um ended uh because of life stuff. Um mm. and then I was like, "Hey, what if we just did a podcast?" And I asked yeah. some people and that's how the that that was the very very beginning of it, um, and so that then so that is that is the original thing, and that was so that's where the idea came from. The decision to do it came from everyone because everyone wanted to do it because it was a really cool idea. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, I think the mixed stuff. Yeah, I remember something being a harder sell. I think it was Dungeon World itself, not the mech stuff. I think everyone was on board with the mech stuff. I was just going to say, it's funny that you mentioned um, that the fantasy mech stuff was because you were doing it in the campaign before, because uh, like prototype Zara was uh, NPC in the campaign I ran for some friends like the year before I did the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's there's a number of things in this in this uh, campaign that come from things that I did in, in home games before. Uh, the Obsidian author is is uh, is a, a character that I played in a D- Dungeons and Dragons campaign uh, where he was just a bard. Um, and I really liked that character and I thought he would he would fit the aesthetic of the campaign. And so I made him a god in this campaign because I can do that. You can just do that. I don't know if you knew, but you can just do things. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you want a, if I want a character to be there, I can just be like, bam. And you can be like, hey, can this character be in there? And I'm like, yeah, bam. Okay, put Owl in. Well, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, she's my favorite. She's good. She's good. So that's, yeah, that's, that's that. Um, anyway, that's why uh, in season two, there's going to be cameos of every single one of the pieces <laughs> of our talk. Yes. Uh, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's see. We got to, we're probably down to the wire. Probably finished, about almost finished. Uh, anyone got any, any more? Oh, um, here's one from Jagannath for everyone. Uh, if you had to name your favorite tabletop RPG system other than Dungeon World, if it is Dungeon World, what would it be, and what would you like? What do you like about it? If, Masks. for example, some of us have not played as many, um, we can also think say what what systems do you want to try? I think that's also a good a good uh, answer, a good question. I, uh, I, would you like to start this one? Yes, I would like to start this one. <laughs> I don't know if you agree with me, Emily, uh, but masks. Um, it's real good. Uh, the mechanics of how the how the stats work, I think, are really interesting because you play as basically teen superheroes or like young adult superheroes 
who haven't come into their own yet, per se. So all of your stats can move. And if someone Mm -hmm. has influence over you, they can move your stats. And all adults have influence over you. And your stats, instead of being set in stone and being physical or mental characteristics, are how you see yourself. So, like, if you see yourself as dangerous or a freak or normal. And I think that's just a really interesting concept and it's really well done. I think it's from Magpie Games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably cool. my favorite game system. I'm also really enjoying um, uh, Deadlands right now. It's a good it's a good one. Uh, Mari? Uh, yeah. Um, I haven't played as many. Uh, I've played... D&D, I played Dungeon World, I played uh, Far Flung, and I played Tales from the Loop. Um, I really like Tales from the Loop. Um, I'm not sure how much I enjoy playing children characters, because it can get, it feels like it get one note pretty easily, but I did really like a lot of the mechanics on it. Um, I like, I'm very partial to Dungeon World. Um, and I'm very partial to the background part of D and D. Um, I would really like to play. I don't know. Call of Cthulhu always felt kind of intriguing to me, and um, I've always wanted to play Blaze in the Dark. Uh, maybe I will someday. Maybe, uh, uh, Sloan. Uh, I've probably played the least amount of games, so. Uh, I also want to play Blades in the Dark. Uh, I want to play Monster Hearts sometime. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, same. Monster Hearts is very good. Uh, mm-hmm. I did, can't think of anything else. There's probably, there's probably more. You know, you just sort of like, you're like, you're, does anybody else sort of like collect them? Be like, I'm going to play this one one day, and then you just never do. <laughs> and there's like oh, yeah. six games, <laughs> have, seven um, games that you want to do. They just I end spend up playing a lot Dungeon World again. Money on on drive through RPG sales. Oh, I have so much from drive through RPG. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, but I I like Dungeon World and I like uh, I do like D and D bits of it. <laughs> I I like D and D after I've taken to it with an axe and taken out all the things that I don't like. <laughs> nice. That's that's a that's a good way of saying it. Mm. Uh, Emily, uh, I'm with uh, Nikita. Masks is my favorite RPG. I actually, and this is gonna sound crazy because I write the superhero comic and I very much enjoy super like superheroes. But I did not think I would enjoy a superhero RPG. It never really appealed to me until I played Masks, and then I realized I was a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> and I think part of it is because I do feel like Masks of all the games I've played. It reinforces its themes with mechanics very, very, very well. Every mechanic in Masks relates back to its main themes and its main drives, and I think that it does a really good job of that. I have played a lot of Powered by the Apocalypse games. I've pretty much played all the big ones, except for Blades in the Dark, which really isn't Powered by the Apocalypse. Um, And I actually... A lot of people who are big in Powered by the Apocalypse don't really like Dungeon World. I do like Dungeon World. I think it's fun i think it's easy and i think it's a very good middle ground between a crunchier game like D and a very like no crunch game like masks um i want to play bluebeard's bride which is a game that oh yeah i've yes. always talked about playing but it could never like get off the ground um 
I've also played a lot. I also really like Monster Hearts, but with the caveat that the group I have that I play Monster Hearts with is very much like the right group for it. And mm. I think that that's super important for a game like Monster Hearts, which is a game that's very much about like sex and abuse and stuff like that. And I mm. think you, you need the right group for that or else it's not going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of games. <laughs> I read a lot of games. I have, uh, over the years, um, collected a lot of a lot of games that I just read through and think about how I would run them. My favorite game that I have played could very well be Masks. Um, uh, I think I also really like Monster of the Week. I had a really fun time running Monster of the Week for uh, a long campaign that was one of my favorite games that I've ever run. Um, I would really like to play Stars Without Number. I would really like to run it. Stars Without Number is a old-school revival-style sci-fi RPG by Kevin Crawford. It is a very, very open-ended game um, with a lot of really neat GM tools where you can kind of procedurally generate uh, all sorts of stuff by rolling through tables. It's got a really deep faction system. Uh, it's got rules for generating an entire star sector. Um, and it is uh, versatile in a way that you can do a whole lot with it. In the same vein, I also would really like to try Godbound, which is by the same author, where you play as demigods uh, and has some really interesting, really interesting um, mechanics regarding how a divine being could affect the world uh, with influence and and other other stuff. I really like. Um, also, I would really like to play. Uh, I'd like to play more of more of Tales from the Loop. I'd love to try Mutant Year Zero and Legacy Life Among the Ruins, especially uh, specifically Second Edition. Um, those games about rebuilding after a, like apocalypse, uh, I find really 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 compelling. Um, but again, like I could just run down like I want to play Seventh Sea. I want to play um, more Deadlands. I want to play Legend of the Five Rings, or at least try it out. Uh, City of Mist. Uh, yeah, Blades in the Dark. I, I I ran a little bit. Um, I'm I would really love to play more of it. Uh, and Scumability, the the sci-fi version of it. I uh, I ran World War Wrestling once. I would love to run it again, uh, especially with people who were like bought into it. Um, uh, that's definitely a game that requires a bit of a buy-in, but is really fun. Uh, if you have that, uh, lots. That's lots. Sorry, I, I went pretty long with that. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say. I just remembered. I backed a game on Kickstarter a million years ago called uh, Good Society, and Ooh. it's about like Leslie Jane Austen. Austen times. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, yes. Um, it looks really fun and really cool. It's about like navigating like high society and romance and shit, and I love it. Hell I yeah! I love the sound of it. I want to play it. <laughs> Hell yeah! I I actually just remembered another game I wanted to play. Uh, which was um i i have very i i bought the story kit but i haven't really got a chance to read through it but i just i'm in love with the concept it's called uh i think it's called it's called passion de las passiones which is oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yes the pat I, I believe yeah the passion of the passion i believe um it's a game where you play as the characters in a mexican soap opera while also playing a family watching the soap opera and reacting to it and that just sounds super funny to me, and enjoy, and like just like a really good like ripping good time. So that sounds fun. Mm. Uh, yeah. 
So, uh, so, so that's a whole lot of, whole lot of games. We're running down. We, we got a lot of these down. Uh, we have like hmm. almost all of these down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, 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 what's left that, that you, that we you should do the, highlight? we should do the like specific character ones. There's like a couple at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, which are Emily, which of Zara's gadgets is your favorite and Nikita, which of Ford's boyfriends is your favorite. Thank you, Jagannath. <laughs> Thank you, Jagannath. <laughs> Uh, my favorite is pretty obvious. Oh, you know what? I actually have a quick question. Can anyone guess what my favorite is? Is it the freeze ray? <sighs> well, it's not a freeze ray. It's a cryogenic <laughs> emitter glove. But it's a cryogenic emitter, emitter glove. freeze ray? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's, my favorite is the cryogenic emitter glove, obviously, because I feel, I like, I like that Zara has like a signature weapon almost. And I also like the fact that it, that isn't, it isn't like a traditional, like, weapon you know it's not something that it, I, it feels sort of like oh boy here's a deep dive it feels sort of like a um um dead space kind of thing what i where the original dead space was cool because like all your weapons were actually just like mining tools that were repurposed into weapons mm. and i feel like the cryogenic emitter glove was probably something like that you know something that wasn't really designed as a weapon but then became a weapon um and then other than that because obviously there's always going to be a cryogenic emitter glove. I think my favorite like one-off gadget that probably won't be coming back was the uh, personal defense suit, just because I thought it was <laughs> like such a nerdy, dumb, cool idea to have like a you know Zara be able to do like you know kung fu. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, and Nikita, favorite um, boyfriend. Which one of Ford's boyfriends is my favorite? Um, Kevin. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Calico yeah, though. Um what about I wish Pich- I'd gotten I think Pichari. more interaction with Calico because I love Calico. I love how grumpy he is. Mm-hmm. Um but I love Kevin so much cuz I like that plot of um not exactly like exes getting back together but like realizing you were wrong about someone. Um and like growing and changing over time, but well, X's is really good. Still, I love X's is really good. Yeah, um, same. But yeah, I was gonna say something about um right the the god Pachari. I um first of all I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, I think it's just like so beyond Ford to date a god. Like, I don't think that's yeah. even, like... I'll date a god if you're too cowardly to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, idea. yeah. I want to see... I want to see... My secret ship is now become Radiant X King Valentine. <laughs> <Wow>. Betrayed! <laughs> Bad. Think about that. Oh, my God. Think about that where Radiant walks arm in arm with King Valentine. Radiant's like, Zara, now I'm your dad. <laughs> Call me father. Yeah, dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, why so formal? Why is why is it father? <laughs> Call me daddy. <laughs> oh, oh, daddy radiant. <laughs> worse, worse. Um, all right, I got a, I got a couple ones that I want to I want to I want to ask. Let's try to get through these kind of rapid fire. From Diane, what was your most interesting character moment as the person playing that character? Or because I don't know if this is better wording. What was the most interesting slash fun thing you had your character do? I think this one should be Sloane, me, Nikita, Mara, Mari. Um, 
the most interesting. Who asked this? Where I wanted to read it. Right, never mind. Okay, okay. Um, I really liked. Um, it was. Uh, it was early on, and we were coming up to the the island, uh, the bastion, and um, Zach was talking about the the big, like the where it looks like somebody's cut out of the island, like the just big flat. What is it? What does the island look like again? Well, since I've thought about the actual physical description of the bastion. Um, well, this the docks. The docks look like somebody took a delete tool and just carved out. And, I, a and I had to do a roll to like a or, or I had to do like a bard thing uh, where I had to say uh, a song like why I knew stuff about it, and I come up with a title for the song that I thought I was like proud of at the time, and I really liked it, and everyone else seemed to was like it. And it, I was, now, it was the Giant's Mirror. Yeah, the, the Giant's, Giant's Mirror. mirror. Yeah. I really liked that. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Um, also, the time when everyone was trying to like, I'm going to climb this wall, and then there was guns, and Ambrose yelled at me. That was also pretty good. <laughs> yes, the, the the gun wall. Ambrose was disappointed in me because I was bad at stuff. Yeah, he's. I guess that's kind of been his thing, isn't it? It's like be better at your job. Yeah. Oh, uh, also the time where I had to go on a date with Daria, and everyone was screaming at me the whole time. Just sort of, I can call that, that was my favorite. favorite. That was favorite, yeah. Was <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, Emily? Um, highlights. Uh, the heist was super fun. I enjoyed that because it was very, like, misadventurous. Um, I feel like Zara's relationship with Nemo has been some of my favorite parts. Um my favorite single decision was uh was the um this conspiracy that of Zara and Ford have with where they have the mm. uh the the evil rock uh that we're not telling anyone about cuz you bet your ass that's going to come up in season whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. And then I, I and then you know Zara and Wayland. <laughs> Zara and Wayland. <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah. which is not the which is not the what I expected. I'm not gonna lie to you. Didn't expect. Uh, I expected a more like odd couple. If 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 Zara was gonna have a significant other, I expected something more of like an. Odd I'm couple. I'm mourning my ship for Zara, which is uh, Zara and the elf. Oh my! Well, the, here's the thing: Artemis. is that uh, Zara has Zara has two hands. <laughs> so. It doesn't. And have to be Zara like this. can make more hands. Yeah. Uh, that's true i could always create like uh more arms and stuff uh and then my secret uh, well since we're talking about it my secret like ship that won't happen but like that i thought about a lot while we were playing was zara and nemo Ooh. yeah yeah that was before the reveal yeah that was before the reveal Mm. a little too old for me (laughs) no also you are his aunt that's true that no hey look Grandmother. Grandmother, first of all. And second of all, that was not me. Okay. That's not me. Mm-hmm. But also, it's moot. It's a moot point. It's not yeah. going to happen now. Um, good. And Nikita? Um, I gotta say, I really liked Not Her, She Can Choke. Um, <laughs> I think that was really, really fun. And the lay on hands thing, I almost like went and like had to just like lie down on the floor for a little bit because <laughs> I was very excited. Oh, I can't do uh, lay on hands anymore. I'm so disappointed. No, you can 
You can electrocute people, though. Nice. <laughs> Which is better. <laughs> better. It's, it's healing it's, in a way. It's the opposite of lay on hands. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to heal them if they're dead, is the thing. <laughs> Problem mm. solved. Uh, so, Radiant, uh, so Mario, oh, is your favorite done? Radiant moment? Uh, I mean, uh, okay. I also really like the scene with Kevin at the end, and that's that's it. That's nice. Those are my things. Um, I enjoyed killing a man in cold blood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of just liked every single time Radiant got real extra about killing an enemy, like that time that he stepped on an, like a on like the eye of the big skeleton, and that time he stepped on the head of the big thing, <laughs> and the time he usually steps on things, and it's usually gross. But I, that's that's how I do, you know. Um, Radiant's like, I'm big now. I can step on things. <laughs> he likes to be tall. Oh. He likes to be tall. <laughs> um, oh. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I had another one, and I'm blanking on it. Uh, I did really like Blood Pact with Doug with Doug Demidum. I thought that was very fun. I'm excited for that to pay off in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked rejecting Chella. That was fun. That was a fun thing to do. Yeah, but I mean, he you know he did the grin thing. So like, how much did you actually reject him? Right? How much? How much do you think you'd actually disappoint? Well, him? I'm not a paladin anymore. So maybe a little bit, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll get him. I'm gonna get him. Yes, I'm gonna get I'm gonna him. Get him. He's, he's get waiting. Him, get him. Prove it. Um, That's what he said. Since we're since we're going into ships, Radiant Anshell is my ship. Obviously, obviously, yeah. everyone knows this. Um, Radiant and Jameson is cute. Also, that oh, is cute. That would be good. The boys. Another another like weird random ship that I've definitely thought about is Zarin Ford. Ooh. Yeah, that's yeah. You you thought about that one too, Nikita? Yeah. Oh man. Well, too bad. We all have two just hands. like real gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have two hands though. So. <laughs> um. Uh, oh. Here's... Oh, one. I forgot. I also like to kill that shark. I did like enjoy that killing that shark. Also, if if Adeline hadn't uh had, wasn't. It was going to be either Daria or Donda, one of the big ladies that starts with D. Oh, God, I love Donda so much. Can I just say? Yeah. For yeah. NPC congeniality, Donda has got to be on my list. She's I love her. I think, and I think Adeline and etc. would have also been really cute. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. God, Adeline, God, yes, that <laughs> Adeline does only have one hand because the other hand's holding a mandolin, but I think that, <laughs> somebody, I think that relationship drama is fun. So... <laughs> Oh, another, and uh, also Zara and Alexander would be a good one. Oh wait, yeah. fuck! How the how did I forget my werewolf boyfriend that I'm still gonna try to romance, Mr. Thoreau? Oh, oh hell yeah! He's so he's so I liked him a lot. He's so okay. he's doing his best. He's so, so um, Radiant gets with Thoreau, and then Zara gets with Emerson, and then Zara's like, "I'm your mom." <laughs> That's how, uh, that's how we each become our own each other's parent. Um, okay, I think I think we should get one more from of the questions at me, and then we will. Uh, there's two more that I need to ask all of you. Ah, um, mystery. 
Mystery. Yeah. So, so someone, someone pick, someone pick a me question. What do you want to know? Oh, hang on. I'm. I went off the page. Yeah, Mar, you can read it this Oh, time. yes, I haven't read a question. Let me look. Oh, wait, there was a specific, there was like an Adeline-specific question that we didn't get to. Uh, yeah, the one with uh, Adeline being a bard. We can, we can do yeah. that one first. So, uh, silly question, but with Adeline being a bard, are there ever moments where you will all have to fight the temptation to make up a song? Then there was one that was, does Adeline have a particular musical, musical genre? We answer that in Yes. Southern Gothic. Uh, if I wish that I wish that the Giant's Mirror was a real song, I wish that I could make music. I it would is. make that one. But yeah, but like with like I, lyrics, like I wish that oh, it like was a I full, mean, you know, just song. Put, with, some, put some, st- some 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 on that. <laughs> some what? Some steez on that. <laughs> some uh, style. Uh, Never mind. Yes. Style and style ease. And ease. Yes. <laughs> Am I still doing the Zach one? Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, I pick this one from Sorbet. Sorbet? Sorbet. Sorbet. Uh, what was your inspiration for the sea creature monsters? Uh, parentheses. Love those so much. Um, and gods. Love them even more. Also, why do all the gods have stars above their head? And I asked this one because I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What? Uh, they do. Um, uh, Pachari uh, had a, has a star floating above his head. So does Tyrianthi. Chella has one. I forgot to say it in the episode, but he does have a, a star be, burning above his head. That might uh, be why I didn't head. notice, because one of them broke the pattern. Yes, and that was my bad. <laughs> um, you know, like in How in Hellboy, when he gets the 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 the, the, the um the horns come out the whole time. Yeah, and he has the fire um, that puts between them. The fire on his head. Yes. Uh, when he's like an Amon Rama form. Mm-hmm. It's that, except it's 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 not fire, Ooh, it's a star. Nice. Um cool. Yes. Uh so for, first part of the question. What was my inspiration for the sea creature monsters? I looked at some sea creatures. <laughs> <laughs> um I looked at some fish. You ever uh, seen a well, squid? They're fucking weird, man. I want to know the um, I yes. want to know the inspiration for the beach ball one specifically. Beach ball one, I actually said that in the episode. It was uh, Gibble. Yep. The, oh the yeah. Pokemon. Okay. I thought you it were was, joking. Was Gibble, but with longer legs. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that was that was that was that was where that was where the idea came from. Um. Uh. The the hand shark. Uh. uh was was I wanted to show that they were they were fit there were that they were creatures that had been mutated. Uh, and I thought a shark with a shark with legs was like a cool way of doing that. Um, the crabs uh, I had seen uh, crabs I think came from dungeon from uh, from Devil May Cry. Uh, there's there's some there's some crab enemies in Devil May Cry that are gross and weird that I love. Uh, so I I put those in. Um, and I just thought, man, I, there should be more fish monsters. <laughs> um, there should be more crustacean monsters specifically. I think I think that works really well. You know, crustaceans are weird looking anyway. So if you scale them up and give them more blades, it's like, yeah. <laughs> um, inspiration for gods. Uh, gods come from needs uh, of the people, and they come from uh, the personification of forces. So, um. Amatine is the sun. Chella is storms. Tyrianthi is the moon. They are personifications of those forces. They are connected to those forces. Um, versus Pachari, he came, he was born of need. They needed 
um, the, after the collapse of the Empire of Cats, um, they needed, they, they were, the, the, the country was in disarray. Uh, people were starving on the streets. They needed someone who could, who could feed them. And so he, the god of hospitality came out. Um, other, I mean, uh, Valentine, um, me and uh, Emily have some things. Uh, part of Valentine's apotheosis came from his need to protect his people and to, and for there to be a ruler of the people who could protect them. As for why do all the gods have stars above their heads? Do you think that's a spoiler, or is that should I just say what it is? I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know what, I it, don't is. Know what it is. That's so I don't know so, if it's a spoiler or not. Like it's up to you, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> is it a spoiler? Uh, well, because they're well, they are stars. Ooh. Um, star gods come from space. Oh, that might have been a spoiler, um, actually. <laughs> yeah, it might have been a spoiler. Actually, my might dude. have been a spoiler. Um, or like 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 I had. Um, there's like an event in the history of the world that I've had in my head called the Starfall, where there was a star shower, a bunch of stars fell to the ground, uh, and and touched mortals, and they became gods. Um, that was in my head how how Chella became a god. Oh, cute. Um, was he was like a was he was like a guy, uh, like who who got hit in the head with a star and became and got godly power. Um, this oh, okay, that- this is. That's that's how radiant. Yeah, I was fun. about to say. Yeah. <gasps> Radiance of God. <laughs> Radiance of God. No. Radiance of God. Radiance of God. I, I support this. But he could be because if you kill that god, kill a god and take the star from their head, you can take their divine. Don't power. tell us that. I'm going to be the if new moon eat, god. If you eat Don't a god, you absorb the power. Gonna... So yeah, yeah, that's why all gods have stars above their heads. They because. Uh, Stars are, uh, and also stars are like a symbol of the cosmos, and gods are in in touch with the cosmos. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. All right. Um, I and also I think it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, my so my next question, second second to last question. Everyone, at what point did y'all decide that at least some of the new titans were gonna be wizards? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and who's that from? What was the question? That is from that is from o, o Murdoch. Uh, at what point did y'all decide that at least some of the new titans were going to be wizards? Or like more broadly, like like we, some people have changed classes. Oh, okay, and oh, stuff. okay, class change. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they had yeah, an ex- yeah, specifically magic. They had an extension of the of their question, which is like, uh, it's based on the following conjecture. Mari said, "Is this how I get magic?" When Adeline fell their role. Um, Radiant already has mad- magic, and so does Adeline, despite her saying something very similar to what Radiant said as well. And then Adeline unlocked her magic thing, so she was all like, "What is ma- What is this? Who is this?" <laughs> um, I think for Radiant, um, it was literally in the moment. Uh, I was torn between Immolator or Barbarian. And I picked Immolator. And if it was Barbarian, he just wouldn't have any magic. I honestly don't have, like, a deep explanation for why I chose Immolator. I just think it's cool as hell. Um, I I knew for a while that I I wanted, if something went really bad with Adeline, like if she really messed up a role or if they went, if she ended up going to, like, the, the ley line sort of, uh, and something really bad happened there, like that, that she would start to develop magic powers, like wizard powers. 
and in my mind that was going to be not changing classes but like multi-classing because because I'd never thought that she would not be a bard and now she's not a bard and she's a full wizard because sometimes everything happens so much and you fail a lot of roles as a bard <laughs> and you lose faith in your in your abilities it's very sad so you get new yeah. ones <laughs> Yeah, that's that's probably going to be the the like your your time skip love letter is probably going to be about how you became mm. a wizard. Yes, I'm excited. Mm. <laughs> yes, uh, Emily, I think you got, might have something about this too. Well, I'm going to be sticking with Artificer because I actually really like that class, and I don't think there's a reason for Zara to change. But I am going to be taking a um, move from. I'm going to be taking Arcane Art from the Bard. Um. Sorry, I guess a little bit of a spoiler alert, but it's gonna be it's gonna happen during the time skip, so it'll it'll be something that we explore more when we come back to the endless sea. But um, yeah, I it's not a wizard. Arta was a wizard, but when I was looking through the wizard, it, I it kind of I don't know if I want to get into all this, but basically when I was looking through the wizard things to pick like a wizard move, none of them really jumped out at me as being very exciting. And um, not only that, but then Adel- uh, then Sloane decided to uh, multi-class into Wizard, and I didn't want to double up, so I figured since we were losing our Bard, I would pick up the Mantle and have that. And plus, I think Arcane Art and like Bard is very... its Even though it's not a Wizard move, it's a very Arto move because it's magic, but it involves performance. Mm. And it's something that's very out of Zara's comfort zone, so it'll be very, very cute to watch Zara do <laughs> little stupid dances. <laughs> oh. oh my god. I just realized that Radiant can't go home now because he's not a paladin anymore. <gasps> oh no! You can go. No, home. he can't. He'll the sh- being shamed to the family. How will they? You just we just gotta oh. pretend. We gotta pretend to soul paladin. Oh my, oh my god! We can have paladins. Yes. <laughs> oh, you can make. We I can make you a bunch of this. inventions that do your powers. I can make you a bunch of inventions that like manip- oh simulate god. your powers. How- yes, this will work. This will work. This will work. And 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 then like if you do any lightning stuff with your emulator powers, you'd be like, yeah, that's a new thing that Chella gave me. Yeah, just lie. <laughs> or, and like we we have those like sheets of metal that we shake around. <laughs> Whenever Radiant, whenever Radiant pretends to cast guidance, Ford shows up in like a dragon costume and is like, "It's me, Chella." Yes, it is me. Hello, I am Chella, your god. Bow before me. It's just that scene from Road to El Dorado where the volcano just happens to go off in the distance. They're like, "Yeah, that was yeah, that was the sign." (laughs) Um, and so the final. Question from Jagannath as a related question. Do you think the podcast will return to the archipelago in a future campaign? No. If so, how near are we find down the road? Yeah, nope, this is the end. No, we're coming back. They're no, coming everyone's back. Back dead, actually. Yeah, um, everyone died off it screen. Feels like, it's a, it feels like no, everyone's arc gonna... is completed and nobody has anything to deal with, so I think we're good. Poochie died on the way home to his planet. <laughs> Um, no, no, we're coming back to it. Not in a while. It'll be a bit, but we'll come back. We got shit to do, um, and I'm pretty sure the I'm pretty sure the outro of, of the um, of the final episode is going to say much the same. Um, but let's tease or talk a little bit about what we're doing next. Do we want to say what we're doing next? 
Um, I got a little a little write up thing that I wrote at the beginning that I could probably um, just read if y'all want to hear it. Okay. Um, which is Fortune City, the city of the future. Built by genius industrialist Harris Morrow, the city stands as a beacon of hope for the bright future of all mankind, a mere decade after the end of the Second World War. Of course, not all is as it seems. Just beneath the gleaming and futuristic facade, there teems a surging vein of organized crime, political corruption, and supernatural oddity of this magnum opus of a metropolis. Follow our heroes, a band of intrepid private investigators and outcasts on the fringes of city society as they strive to uncover some of the skeletons in the city's closet. Mystery, action, and the occult await you in Third Eye Investigations, a Roll Dice and Cry production. Say something, or do we just not say anything? We're gonna do a fun reveal silhouette thing. I think we should not say anything. The silhouette thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, like it'll be. Well, let's say this, and this is the last we'll hear about it before episode zero comes out. Yes. Yes. Uh. uh so that's right, that's so the, the thing. That's the thing. We did that we thing. We did it. Yeah. Hey. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh blah blah, blah. you guys are great. You make other yeah. world go round. Um thank, yeah, thanks everybody wonderful. Who, who gave like did like who tweeted about the show using the Articast hashtag, which is really wonderful and helps spread our show and sharing introducing it to your friends. Uh big thank you to everybody who did any fan art, which is all very beautiful and I just loved every single scrap of it. Oh, so good. Um, it was really good fan art. Thank you for being personally responsible for my death every time anyone drew anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but but even if you don't do fan art or even if you don't tweet about the show, just thank you so much for listening. Uh, you're all we we appreciate you. There would be no show without yeah. you. Also, thanks yeah, for the absolutely. thanks to the people who sent in questions. They were really fun. Oh yeah, they were really awesome. Yeah. They were awesome. Good I w- I wish we could answer all. Me too. Me too. Uh, we answered almost all of them, but not quite all. We didn't even answer. Just tweet at us. It's fine. (laughs) 40. Tweet at (laughs) me. Yeah, I mean, if people demand it, I could do an AMA, but I don't think I'm going to do that. Yeah. So, hell yeah. Good job, everybody. Season one, out.